Hello, and welcome to the Penultimate Conquest podcast, where we talk about video games. Um, I'm your host, Ruben, and today I have with me Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Fitzsimmons here, yeah. Eric. Hi, my name's Eric. And yeah, Austin. obviously. <laughs> and hey, Austin. Austin. <laughs> um, today, we are talking about this gen's greatest exclusives. And... Let's just jump right into it. We'll start with uh, PlayStation because mm-hmm. PlayStation just dominated this generation. Uh, anybody want to go first? I'll go first because I haven't played all the major exclusives yet, so I'll knock mine off before you steal it. Okay. Uh, I think the one I want to start is like Horizon Zero Dawn. Man, that was a start of a franchise that I think is going to stick around and was super important for Sony. Okay. I tried to play Horizon Zero Dawn and was not a fan of it at all. Hmm. Like, I sunk in, like, th- at least 30 hours of that game, and I was just like, okay, like, uh, sure. Oh, you ex-bot. How much is Nick Eaton <laughs> paying you? Hey, 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 what Nick Eaton pays me is none of your business, sir, Okay. Well, even if you didn't like the game, like fair enough, we've all got different tastes. I think yeah, the world building alone in that game was like pretty phenomenal. I can't remember another game recently where I've been so surprised for the twist of like the reveal of just where I am. Like the fact yeah. that that was even a twist is pretty cool. And when you when they first announced the game, they kind of showed off robot animals, robot dinosaurs. Yep. Uh, to me, that's not enough to sell a game. But they made that work, and they turned that into a game mechanic and a story and a world and. They created Aloy, a character who I think basically people now symbolize. Like she's one of the the icons for PlayStation in a matter of one game, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Okay, all right. I, so yeah, um, I yeah, go ahead. I say I, I was a little different. All they had to do was say, "Hey, we got robot dinosaurs." All right, I'll buy your game. <laughs> See, that's what got me I, the robot dinosaurs, and that's what ultimately took me out of the game. The robot dinosaurs, like, okay, we hmm. get it, like. That's, that's, you know, it just didn't do much for me. That's interesting because I found they use them in many different ways. So, of course, you have your, like, basic standard enemy, right? And you fight them, uh, and different sort of dinosaurs take different tactics. But they also have the ones that are, like, giraffe-like, which then become your, you know, Ubisoft-style game towers. And they're also your resource points. Like, you use them to gather materials to then craft and improve. So, which, like, other games have done, like, Far Cry as well. But they've tried to use one mechanic in like a variety of ways as possible, like in many ways as possible, and then also adjust them. So you've got some that like hunt you down, some that are flying beasts that like when you're starting out, terrify the crap out of you, right? Those yeah. flying robot dinosaurs will destroy you. But then as you get better and you learn the tactics and you improve, you crush them. And it, I don't know, I thought it felt really good, the progression in that game. Austin, what do you think? Look like you're pondering there. No, for Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, I'm kind of in the middle, man. Like, uh, I liked it. I think it's a good game. I, I'll probably give it, I don't put no scores on it, but it was, to me, like, I liked the combat. I liked the world, everything. Oh, that was working for me. It was just Aloy, man. I didn't get into Aloy. Like, I, for me, Aloy, she was just kind of bland. I couldn't really connect with her in any way. Like, she was just kind of there. Like, I was just, like, just playing as her. And, like, when I got to the story beats, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Let me get back to the combat. That's where I really was having fun was just 
messing around in the world, you know, finding new, you know, dinosaur robots and like taking down them and figuring out how, okay, this one's different. How can I uh, go about this way with my new uh, gear and all that? So all that was fun. But to me, the story was just not there until like the very end. I was like, okay, now I'm interested. Now, now I see where this might can be something cool. But it didn't really happen to like the very end of the game. So, oh, I really love this stuff way more than like the tribe stuff that there was going on with. So, I feel like the sequel would be, would be pretty better. Like for me, like the story wise would be better for me because I feel like they're just going to territory where it's like, oh, like how this really happened and like the sci fi, um, you know, like futuristic stuff more than the tribal stuff. So, that's what I'm, I'm kind of like in the middle of. But I liked it. I think it's a good game, but I didn't, I'm not like in, in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I'll even give that the story is probably one of the weaker points of the game for sure. Yes. The fact that I think most of us probably can't name anyone in the game except Aloy and maybe the main villain is a weakness. Mm-hmm. But I still was a world that I was just enthralled with and wanted to explore more. But I get it's not going to work for everyone. That's fine. Absolutely. Uh, I think graphics wise, it was beautiful. Uh, pretty much, like you said, everything except the story. And for me, I need a story to like take the mm-hmm. reins, just take me on a journey, you know. And it just didn't do anything for me, which is fine, you know, to each their own. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. glad you liked it. I'm really uh, glad everybody else liked it, and I'm glad it's getting a sequel. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Austin, what was your pick for this generation? Um. For PlayStation, I'm going to go with Until Dawn, man. Until Dawn was such a wonderful game that I feel like a lot of people like don't talk about it anymore because it's been so long. Uh, but I still really think about that game a lot and wish like we got more from that. I know uh, Supermass is doing their little like mini series right now, but I really wanted Until like Dawn sequel, not like not like the Cabin in the Woods type s, but more like in that uh, in that vein of what they were doing because I feel like they did really well with that first that first game. I really liked the characters in that. I felt like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It had some twists in there that I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, this is going somewhere way different than I thought it would go. So they did like a lot of cool things in that game that I really have to, you know, respect because I really enjoyed that game a lot. And I actually, it's actually a good game to play when like someone has not really into video games. Like, hey, I need to show you this game. Like you can like uh, just experience this with me. So I think that's pretty fun while the choices, and I feel like the choices matter and like, you can have everybody die or everybody can live. I think that's a cool aspect to it. So, yeah, I think that game is really fun, and I want to give it a shout out before we get into like the big major ones later on. Okay, um, I have not yet played Until Dawn, which is kind of a travesty because <laughs> I've heard really good things about it. Um, I'm excited to try it. I think what that's probably going to be the next game I play after I finish Ghost. Oh, nice! Uh, just because everybody's been telling me like you should you gotta play this you need to play this it's a really good game also kudos to sony for like supporting uh exclusive scary game yeah. you don't mm-hmm. see many scary games just in general and the fact that we're going hey we want to make an exclusive scary game and how it got received the way it did just everyone loved it now granted it wasn't you know everyone's game of the year but it was a big surprise and to add to that, I would go ahead. I'll just add that a little bit. I just say I'm a huge horror fan, so maybe I'm a little biased because I really love horror games. And like that 
and for me, somebody doing that, I was like, oh, this got me like amped up and excited. So I just want to add that in there to like some huge horror guy. So that really helped and worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I was going to add, so he mentioned it's a horror game, right? And it's kind of bold for Sony to fund one of those directly. But in addition to that, it's also basically a point and click adventure game. Obviously it's modernized, but that's not a genre that does too well. Generally, there's a few exceptions, uh, The Walking Dead, etc. But the fact that they still got behind that, put the money behind it, put Hollywood talent behind it, and it was a fantastic. I don't like horror games, and I loved that game. So I got to give it props. Um, I was not aware that it was a point and click adventure game. Like, um, is it sort of similar to like the, la- uh, the Walking Dead? Like the, the... Would... yes and no. You'll explain yeah. it better, probably. Okay. Like, I would say it's a point-and-click adventure with uh, what are the real-time button-pressing sort of things like God of War introduced. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's just, it's the it's the evolution of that genre. Was, I guess I should clear myself up, but I'll let him continue on that. Yeah, I agree with that statement. It's like an evolution okay. of, like, Telltale's doing. Like, it does, it's like, it's not janky like Telltale. That's what made me like, I mean, Telltale's fun and all, but it's super janky. Like, it's so stuck. Like, you're like, it's like, you know, but this yeah. is more... You feel it more. You immerse more in it. I mean, it's a point and click, but it's so much more immersive than Telltale ever could be. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll take it. I like that. Yeah, quick time I've... events, and it's super fast and tense. And it actually mm-hmm. like makes you use tense button presses to make high like emotional scenes impact more as you're trying to reach and push everything and hold it. It's oh, really God. good. Okay. Yeah. Eric, okay, you're up so next. This- this this is difficult because there's like three of them right now that I could say, but I have to go with the one that is my favorite PlayStation exclusive and the fact that they made a fantastic Spider-Man game. Ah, and, okay. Uh, so Spider-Man is so special and unique to me and of course to everyone else, obviously. I don't own Spider-Man. Uh, but... I remember that E3 when they announced that uh, they're making a Spider-Man game. Of course, there was all that rumors that Sucker Punch was making one. And then that E3, they showed the Insomniac logo. I was like, oh my God, no, 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 Insomniac's doing it. And then they show that trailer. I was just like, I was weeping on the floor because like Spider-Man means so much to me. And so actually playing the game, it's just so much fun. It's the most fun I've had in a game probably since Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PS2. Oh, God. All just, right. I just agree swinging, with Just <laughs> swinging around New York City, it just it does not get tiresome. It does not get boring. It does not get stale. Just flipping around, doing tricks and stuff. It's just... It's a fantastic game. It really is. But... That that game, I like what they did story wise with that game, um, with the whole Doc Ock th- stuff and how he was like the main, pretty much the main villain. Um, I like the fact that they included Miles Morales, which was pretty crazy to me to think like, oh, okay, we're going that route, but I'll I'll take it. I like that we're really gonna get um, a story focused on Miles Morales for PS Five. Um, Swinging in that game is just like the best feeling in the world. It, so good, yeah, it's so good. I'm so glad that they um, managed to like nail it. The only problem I had was, you know, too much water. 
too much <laughs> too much water in those puddles. That, that joke. That joke. <laughs> I kid, um, of course. It was it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, I like that they added as many um, like skins, uh, not skin suits that they possibly could have. Um, yeah, I loved everything about that game. I, and I love the fact that um, just swinging around, you could just see that. Oh, look! There's Avengers Tower. There's the Wakandan Embassy. There's the um, Sanctum Santorum right there. It just it all felt like you know we're so used to the MCU and everything, and it's just it was still so crazy to see it though in a game form. Yeah. Um, just it's all connected, but uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to let other people talk. But uh, <laughs> Spider Man is just so so great. And the fact that they were able to make a fantastic Spider-Man game is just mm, so good. Yeah. Anybody else have feelings about Spider-Man? You go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I'm a bit different than most people in the gaming sphere. Uh, I am not one for superheroes. It just doesn't click with me. It doesn't work. I know I'm a weirdo. MCU. I've seen You're a monster is what you are. I know I'm a horrible human being. I get it. But... Spider-Man for PS4 is one of the most fun games I've played in a long time. Like, I only bought it because of the reviews and the hype, and I was just not... It took me about a year or so to get to it because I didn't care. And then I started it up, and it, it sunk its, like, teeth into me, its little spider fangs. And, yeah, just moving around is so fluid and fun. Uh, I almost did everything in that game, like, almost 100% of it in a matter of, like, three days. There was a few little things I just didn't want to do. There was, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but they wanted you to do like a bunch of tasks for like social media followers sort of stuff. Didn't oh, enjoy yeah. that. Screwball. But everything else was a lot of fun. Yeah, screwball, screw screwball. But the rest of it I had a lot of fun with. And the story was really surprising. As someone who's not into comics, I kind of liked how it, like all the areas it sort of touched. And even though I wasn't a fan who knew all these characters, I still kind of figured out like, oh, it's referencing something. And yeah, I haven't seen Doctor Strange, but oh, this is a Doctor Strange building. This is that. And that was really cool for me. And maybe, maybe converted me into a slight superhero fan. There yeah. you go. But right. yeah, no, I like Arkham too, but th those are the two right now. But I'll give I'll give Miles Morales a shot. That's a huge sell for someone who doesn't care about superheroes. Yeah, I'd say I, so. It, it's fantastic that we're about to get a black-led superhero game in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that, like, for me, because, like, Peter Parker, I grew up with Peter Parker and stuff, so this game means a lot to me. But there's someone out there who, like, Miles Morales is, like, their hero. And so they're going to be able to play as a, as Miles this holiday. And it's just it's just so special. And, like, Insomniac just did a, such a good job with that. So I'm going to with the all. No, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Spider-Man is one of my favorite uh, PlayStation exclusives as well. I put it in my top five, honestly. Fun. Like, I mean, y'all said all the great points about it. Like, if, only thing I could say is, like, I wish they would have did a little bit more, like, further with the story. Like, I can tell it. Some of the stories are, okay, I can see where this is going. It's kind of maybe predictable in a way because while we see these characters, we see these villains, like, I understand that. And we know kind of where it's going. But, I mean, they did do some cool twists and, like, cool, like, characters, like, a different spin on some characters that we know and love that I really uh, liked. And uh, I feel like they could push it a little bit more, so I'm really excited for the sequel and see what they do with that. You know, when I feel like, are they setting up for the um, what was it the uh, Doc Ock? No, the, oh, the Sinister Six. Six, yes, they're setting that up. I think so. That'd be pretty fun to do. I mean, yeah. they did the Sinister Six in the game. 
and that was the greatest part of that game. I, yeah. I, I could think that scene where Doc just, you see Doc for the first time, it hits you emotionally speaking, and it hits you like, oh shit, Peter, I'm, I'm real sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I know he, he's your mentor, and he's the guy that you're working with, and you think he's a genius, but he thinks that this life of crime is going to do him better than you know like he thinks like like the life of crime is the way to go which sucks how about them though for also having the spine to kill aunt may in this game yeah that's more like, of that, a... that was that was insane yeah i can't believe that actually happened that's one of the what i was alluding to earlier about the twist i was like oh okay y'all going this way and i was like okay i'm and uh Shout out to Aunt May. I always love when um, a new Spider-Man anything comes out because they do Aunt May like so different like every time. Like, yeah. I love the little different takes on Aunt May. It's so fun. Uh, I will say like the little crimes you could do. Like I don't know. Is anybody platinum the game? Uh, crimes you can stop. Not cr- oh, yeah, Spider-Man yeah, would never yeah. do crimes. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do crimes, but like stop the crimes. Like I feel like they could do a little bit more with that. Like add a little bit more because like yeah, I, I platinum kind of got samey, but. Yeah, they could have added like uh, I would say at least two more like different crimes, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> two crimes. Also, but you know, like two different add to the list. You know, like you can't always stop a. Uh, I completely forgot about the crime in the game, like a uh, vehicle being robbed and you like swinging. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You, you can do it over fall. and over. Yeah, maybe next time add a motorcycle. You know, mm-hmm. or somebody on a jet ski. I don't know. I, I would also why. say, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Just... I was going to say another fault with Spider-Man, and I'd love the game. I think the boss battles are a little weak sometimes. Okay. Uh, any specific boss you have in mind? Oh, Andrew, right. you afraid. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Andrew! Yeah. I think he was going to say that Spider-Man is the greatest game ever made. That's exactly <laughs> what he was going to say. Obviously. So. Uh, let me uh, message him and let him know to like probably back out and back in. All right, Austin, let's feel time. Uh, who's on first? Who's only me? Who's... Oh, he doesn't get the joke. What? <laughs> it's a it's an old uh, comedy. Ab- Abbott and Costello. Who's on first? Highly recommend. Yes. Okay, I haven't seen it. Out and come back in. Um, while we wait for Andrew, uh, what's one thing that you would change about Spider Man besides the crimes? Uh, thing I would change about Spider Man, like if you think the game, what's one thing that could have turned that game into the masterpiece? See, like the pro- the the problem with that is, like for me personally, the game is perfect, but so it's it's hard for me to change any, maybe, like all the fetch questy stuff. Like mm-hmm. I know sometimes some of the taskmaster taskmaster challenges were a bit just, ugh, like uh-huh. they they were fun to do. Uh, like I enjoyed doing the stealth challenges, like predator challenges and Arkham, and the combat challenges. But the drone stuff was not that fun. Um, so maybe just some light changes. I really would not change much to that game. Um, I, I, 
Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, when you said stealth, like it's not really a lot of stealth in the game. Like, I felt like I was trying to do stealth, and it just wound up me just back in there, just punching everybody, and just you know. Ah, I feel like they could have done stealth a little bit more, like better, because in certain like uh, areas when you like in a fighting arena, it's like it's not like a lot of stealth options. You just kind of like get up top and try to get a few guys. But yeah, I feel like when when I was in a stealth like mission, I feel like I wasn't do- like I did my stealth, but they forced me to still do combat. Like you couldn't like finish the whole entire mission fully stealth. Like they wanted you to like actually go down there and fight. So I feel like they if they would have let you do like more stealth i feel like that'd be better i see what you're saying okay i personally would have liked to see um a little more harry into the game like i know that they did the the missions where you're on the rooftops like doing those um hi andrew is back uh andrew do you remember what you were saying all I was saying is that uh, despite I think Spider-Man's great, I think the boss battles were a little weak sometimes. It felt a bit too video gamey. Uh, but I was also going to say another pro is some of the like the actual relationships between like MJ and Sp- and Peter Parker felt like okay. the most almost genuine and real romantic relationships I've seen in the game in a long time. So I wanted to give it that props too as well. But like that okay. moment where he has to sneak out of that or leave the house and he's got his pants off and it's just this little like moment of joking around and things like that. It felt really like yeah. nice and genuine. Very true, very true. Uh, we were trying to fill time, so I asked, uh, what's one thing you would change for uh, in the game to make it a masterpiece? And Boss fights. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's what you were trying to explain, uh, boss fights, which you were trying to give an example of. Who, like, what boss? The final boss in particular was the one that I found just wasn't very fun. Okay. Uh, you're just kind of like moving around that tower. Uh, and then I also had the, the one before that where, again, I'm not a superhero guy. There's like three villains you're fighting at the same time, and one's like flying around, and the other one's like, Vulture. I don't know. They just didn't work for me. They were fine. It okay. felt kind of uh, too forced or too gamified, I guess, but maybe that's just me. Okay. Yeah, the boss fights were very much set pieces, I think. Like the Vulture Electro mm-hmm. fight was definitely a set piece. Yeah. So I, I, I can see what you're saying. I think the boss battles did need a little more refinement in terms of gameplay, but it's like a Spider-Man movie, so I was all good with it. So, mm-hmm. yay, yeah. Spider-Man! <laughs> um, I was saying that I would have liked to see more Harry in the game, like even flashbacks of Harry and Peter talking. Um, you know, something else other than the uh, side quest that Harry, quote unquote, gives you um, to fix up New York would have been good. Um, all right, so I guess it's my turn for. Uh, best exclusive. I'm gonna say uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, I've waited five years for this game, fellas, and I finally got it, and it was a fucking masterpiece. There was nothing. I would say the one thing I could possibly change for that game is the whole story, but I, I, I'll take whatever they give me. That game was so amazing. Um, the battle system that they had, perfection. The story took a turn I did not expect. Um, graphics were sometimes they were great, and then other times they were like, eh, okay. But all in all, this game was 
perfect for me, and I'm so glad it it was perfect. I didn't need another King March three. No offense. <laughs> um, anybody have any thoughts of Final Fantasy Seven remake? I haven't beaten it, but uh, just going from I I did the thing that everyone said to do and go and play the original. Mm -hmm. I didn't beat the original, but I kind of figured out how far Final Fantasy Seven remake Part One would go and play through that. And just seeing the change is just astounding. Yeah, like the love that's put into it and like little details that you don't expect to be much turn into like larger things mm -hmm. or just you see them flushed out in a way you're like that's what i imagined when i was a kid except for me two months ago <laughs> awesome any ideas uh any thoughts i haven't uh played it yet so i haven't i can't really speak on it because i haven't even jumped in and play i want to play it i haven't uh, got into it yet i haven't it I, yeah i haven't played any final fantasy game like ever so i'm not into this series at all i'm not into like what like, I'm not. I'm just so confused on how like who's who the characters we got talking about. Like so, I was gonna play Final Fantasy VII though. It, it does intrigue me. It looks great. I want to play it. I played the demo and the, the combat was phenomenal. We really liked the combat. So yeah, I was like, I'm gonna. I, I probably should get into it this year sometime though. Maybe when it comes down a bit, I'll I'll play it. But yeah, I can't really speak too much on it because I haven't played it. Okay. If you didn't know, they're not connected really usually. So like you don't need to know what happened in six or eight. Like they're all independent. Titles from start okay. to finish. There's a few exceptions, ten, ten, two, whatever. But yeah, usually it's just seven is seven. Yeah, I'll, I got you, Eric. What did you think? All right, so I'm about to break your heart, Ruben. Oh God. Um. So I never played Final Fantasy VII the original. So okay. um, I went into this game. I mean, I knew who Cloud was. I knew who Sephiroth was. Thanks, Kingdom Hearts. But um. I, I play this game, and I think you're right. The combat is really good. I really like the combat. Um, I didn't like like leveling up uh, materia. Yeah, that's right. Materia, right? That's what they're called. Yes. Cameron Hawkins right now is probably angry at me because I'm messing up his stuff. Like, what the fuck? Uh, it's right now. He, could, he probably he probably knows. Um, but I I didn't like leveling up the materia. Uh, I I liked swinging the uh, buster sword that was cool yeah and um like i enjoyed tifa Aerith, um barrett like i enjoyed all the characters like it looked really great i just i just didn't really like it a lot okay. um, i didn't know the story and so it was compelling of course like you know fighting you know, big corporation, they're doing bad stuff. You got to go stop them. That's pretty easy to get. Um, but I, there, one part, I think, really summarizes my whole feeling with this game. So uh, you got uh, Austin and Andrew, you're not going to know about this. Uh, but Ruben, when you go up in the tower at the end and you can choose between the two options. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So I didn't know which did which. So I went for the stairs. Mm -hmm. And when they made me climb 100 floors of stairs in a game, I was about to lose my damn mind. Well, my friend, this is why you should have played like at least the first two hours of Final Fantasy VII. 
it was I, i'm sitting there i'm like okay haha it's a funny joke they're climbing stairs <laughs> oh my god i'm still climbing the stairs <laughs> and then i get to the end of like you guys maybe climb all those stairs for what exactly uh, the humor I, the humor was fine for like the first 10 floors I think you need to troll us more. I think designers should troll players more. So I'm fully down for all these stairs. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But I I think it's a a really good game. Like, I know it's got a lot of pedigree. Like, I didn't know. Like, fighting Sephiroth was great. Uh, But I equated it, I think, to watching a really great TV show that I'm just going to forget about at the end of the year. You son of a uh, bitch. Yeah, like I just <laughs> It's also only part one of a story, right? They did change things, but like it's not the full everything, right? So Um Eric, you're probably gonna hate me. I took the elevator first and I... then went back down and took all the stairs to see if they were gonna get me both. And they did I... not. I... It is what it is. I made my choice, <laughs> I stuck with it. I just really hated that moment. Um, but I thought like the honeybees in scene was fantastic. Yeah. That was that was great. Like I, I heard that that scene was like infamous and I never um had played it before, so I didn't know anything about it. And so I thought it was just like I thought it was very nice. Um and uh yeah, it was there there are great moments in between it. It's like season seven of Game of Thrones. There's a lot of great moments in it, but it just doesn't come together that much at the end. I'm sorry. It wasn't season seven, the finale. Season the final eight. Season okay. eight was the final season. That's okay. A, you got me scared there for a second. You got me scared there for a second. Okay. I, I accept your feedback, uh, even though it's wrong, but I still accept it. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to jump to... Um, which one do you guys want to do? Switch. Are we going to do honorable mentions first? Or? Oh yes, that's right. Correct. Honorable mentions. So I'll start then because I'm already talking. Um, mine is a cheat, but you all have to deal with it. Okay. Uh, my Sony exclusive, no longer exclusive because that's how everything is nowadays. And it's not even just one game; it's a series of like seven now. Is Yakuza? Those games are the best. They Hell so yeah! Much fun. They are <laughs> super melodrama, serious Japanese crime. And the other half, just wacky shit. You don't know what the fuck's going on, and it's the best. And I played the PS2 one, so going back to them on, like, PS4. Uh, if you haven't played those games, don't think it's GTA. It's not. It's okay. its own thing, and it, it deserves your attention. Holy crap, those games are amazing. Okay. I have not that, played them, so I'll check that's them out. That's rad. I actually just bought, like, the whole package. Like, I'm about to, like, dive in with all of them. I haven't played any of them yet, but I, I bought Yakuza 0. I bought the Konami. Was it Konami 1? Kawami. Kawami, yeah. Uh, I bought those, and I think it was, like, a remastered collection, too, or something I bought. Yep. Like, I bought, like, a lot. Don't listen zero. to everyone. Start with one. No, he's wrong. What? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do this. We won't do this. I love how we said that at the same time, though. Start with zero, start with one. <laughs> yeah, I actually posted on the group, and it, it was pretty debatable which one to start with. So They came out in an order. Play them in that order. <laughs> uh, well, my honorable mention we already discussed is uh, Spider-Man. So, yeah. 
Awesome. Mine would be uh, Ratchet and Clank 2016. I really mm-hmm. love that game. It is so fun. Like, it's so funny too. Like, you don't get many games where it's like you laugh so much playing it. Like, it's so like the the dynamic between Ratchet and Clank is just like they're just bros. They're doing their thing. They're having fun, uh, laughing and just joking around. The, the little one liners they have is so funny. The villain is hilarious. Like, all of this is so fun and just wacky, and it's just such a good time. Beautiful game, too. Like, the art style is, like, incredible to me. I love the way it looks. And, like, the new game coming out looks even better. I'm like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not just Ratchet and Clank. I want to give a shout-out to Xamiak and just in general, because they're just killing the game right now. Like, really for are. me, they're, like, up there, like, with Naughty Dog and, like, Rockstar, like, all the big developers. Like, they're up there now. Like they're just murdering every game they come out with, and I just applaud them. They're a great company. Like Ratchet and Clank is dear to my heart. Like, I play like mostly all of them. So like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out Ratchet and Clank before we get you know to the other. So okay, I like it. Eric, don't disappoint me with your honorable mention. All right, so it's not an honorable mention because it deserves its own seat at the table, but because I had to pick between them, I had to don't go with Spider Man. I'll do the so, I would consider this 1B for me. So, Spider-Man is 1A. This is 1B. Okay. No game has redefined a series and been a true sequel than 2018's masterpiece that is God of War. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> It was difficult for me because, like, Spider-Man inches out God of War for me is my favorite PlayStation exclusive just because it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, if the Spider-Man game didn't come out, God of War would be my favorite PlayStation exclusive easily. Um, So, I know when people say, like, when a new sequel comes out, and it's like, oh, they didn't really do anything different. They just made it a bigger story and stuff. They didn't add that much in terms of gunplay. Like, the difference between Far Cry 3, 4... Five. They don't really change much. They just put it in a new setting. To fully change, and I don't have a better pun here, the game like they did with the 2018's God of War. Like Nothing has ever been seen like that before. To completely change your gameplay, completely change uh, just your narrative as the main character, it's just, it's it's never been done before. Yeah, the reason I didn't say God of War is because I thought someone else was gonna say God of War, so I didn't want to say it because I, like, I felt I felt like I just like, I knew someone was gonna say it and talk about it. But yes, I agree with that. God of War is a fun, amazing game. Like the story is incredible. Like what they did to revamp that series is awesome to me. Like I really didn't care for Kratos at all, but like man, when I played it, it's like I'm kind of liking Kratos. He's actually I, I'm connecting with Kratos. I'm I'm liking this, and uh, I feel like him and his son dynamic was really good. I love the way that the emotional like how kratos is so angry in the beginning he's like do this don't do this and like you can tell he's like kind of like trying to become like more father figure more of a dad and he's like and he like doesn't want to put his hand on his son for the longest time and he finally does it's like oh you're finally coming around kratos you're finally you know accepting that you have a son and you're trying to go on this journey and i love how simple like the story is in a way it's like we just trying to get on this mountain to spread our you know his ashes and like you know I love the boss fights as well. Like a lot of great boss fights in God of War. Like it was really fun, really cinematic. The the dragon one was insane to me. Like that whole sequence was, was awesome. I want to shout out the uh, the the camera. You know, like just the one shot camera. I thought that was pretty cool. How they did that really innovative. Fantastic. 
and cool. the combat was awesome. Like I love the the the, the axe, and also love you know the the uh, was it the blades of chaos. Blades of chaos, yes. And when you get that 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 moment was like fuck, let's go. Like we're we're doing this, so that was awesome. A lot of great moments, great story, combat, awesome. Like just want to yeah. We can't we can't leave this without talking about God of War because it is a pretty phenomenal game. I completely agree. Um, for me, God of War was the first time I've ever played a God of War game, which was oh. a little intensified for me, I guess, because like everybody was like, you got to play the God of War games. But I didn't really have the console I had was Xbox 360. And then I got the PS3 like late, way late in the generation. Um, but yeah, the, that game was fucking amazing. And I love that it was a one shot, like everything. There were no cuts like that is such a an amazing feat for me um, that like really helps for a game that you don't know what's going like, you know, what's going on, but you don't really like, know what to expect, I guess. I um, it's definitely the, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no go ahead. I said it's definitely for me the greatest technical achievement in the generation of games was like the single shot. How they absolutely. did everything in one shot. Yes, absolutely. And I'm excited to see where they take this story, which I'm pretty sure everybody probably already knows where they're taking the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see if Sony is doing a state of play this month and if they announce a sequel to it, which would be awesome. Um, yeah, it was just a really, really, really great game. I loved it. Can I say one more thing on it? Go ahead. Okay, so this may come out. This is a little long-winded, but it's just I'm very passionate about this game. So, God of War, the original one back in 2005, was made like it was the big macho bro, like uh, watch it kill this stuff and everything. It was definitely made for like teenage boys who are just you know victims of toxic masculinity and stuff like that. It was basically made for them. So I grew up really wanting to play the games, obviously, and so. I, I will, what you said earlier, like you didn't, ha- you couldn't play the original games. It's very hard to go back and play the original God of War games after this one. Yeah. Because it's just so different. And so, like, I, I kind of grew up with Kratos as the games came out. And so, like, just to see him go from just one note, just angry at everything all the time, to actually have like moments of brevity and have like subtle nuances with Kratos. Like, the very, my favorite scene in the whole game is the very beginning when he's about to go down and grab the tree and the bandages come off his arm and he sees the scars and just takes like that little pause and breathes in before he covers it back up. And it's just like, oh, I was on that journey with him. And um, oh, it's just so great. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because we got other stuff, but just God of War, just oh, it's fantastic. Really good. Andrew, any thoughts on God of War? Uh, so it's on my two playlist because I'm a weirdo. So if God of War comes out, everyone's hyped it up. I can't just play the PS4 one. I had to go back and get the PS3 copies of it, and I played through one through three. And so I did that. I quite actually enjoyed them. They do hold up, but 100%, as was mentioned, they're kind of like dude bro, the game. Uh, but they do try to add some humanity, and I, I'm really looking forward to actually digging into that because I've had it since launch day. Uh, and it's still sealed in plastic. So uh, when I do dig into it, I like I already know I'm in for a treat based on just what you guys have said, what I've heard. And 
because I do think that those games, again, they, they aged for sure. But if you can get into that mindset, like, and just accept it for what it is, the originals, they're good for what they are. Uh, but the fact that they add so much or appear to add so much, I can't confirm that. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I'm behind, but I'm I'm behind the game, although I'm behind on playing it. So I'm very jealous that you get to experience it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have done that as well. Well, meaning play one through three and then the Vita game. Um, Hell yeah, Vita. Of course, the Vita lives. <laughs> Mine's somewhere collecting dust, yeah. Um, all right, let's skip to the next console. I love you, Bloodborne. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. I really thought <laughs> we didn't talk about it. It's not on the list. It's it's not canon. <laughs> no, I really thought you were gonna surprise me with one B as Knack Two, but your time is over. Okay, Knack Two, baby. But no, Knack no, One was better. No, 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 no. Knack is love, just not a great game at all. Love you, Bloodborne. All right, let's. All right, all right, all right. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Um, do you guys want to do Switch next, or do you want to talk about Xbox? We're going to talk about Vita, and Switch is the Vita replacement, so might as well do Switch. Okay. Great segue, then. Vita right. means life. <laughs> Switch to the new life. I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, uh, that was actually pretty good. Um, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll start, because I really only have one Switch game. Uh, okay. Uh, it's, Breath, it's, it's Breath of the Wild, obviously. Oh, I mean, like, it's really... it's. For me, like, there's a bunch of Switch games I like, but like, the only one I really, really like is Breath of the Wild. That's it. Okay. That's uh, it. That's all we're gonna talk about, brother. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll say, like, I'll probably go hate me for this. Like, I did not like Breath of the Wild at all. I also did not like Breath of the Wild. I could not. I could not get into it. I tried. Like, I even went back and played it like maybe four or five times, trying, trying to get into it. I just can't. Like. The breakable weapons really just frustrate me. I hate that mechanic. I don't understand it. I, uh, in the world to me, it's just like, I, I won't say it's bland. There's a lot of stuff in there, but it's like so a few far between. It's like you get somewhere and it's like, okay, I finally made it to a spot where, okay, this is cool. Then like you spend another 45 to an hour and just waiting for something else to be cool. And like, I just can't do it. I just like, it's just so like kind of slow. And like, I get why people like it though. I understand it's charm, like climbing up all the mountains and stuff. It's pretty cool, all of that. But my stamina was never good enough anyway. So I could never get up if I wanted to try to get up. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm just not liking this at all. So I know, I know I'm just like, <laughs> I'm hurting a lot of people's feelings by saying this, but I'm sorry. No, you're not. Like, you're really not. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is not a good game. It's not a good Zelda game, all right? Breath of the Wild had great um, <laughs> achievements in the sense of the world, but like, as Austin said, that world was almost completely empty. Yeah, you had the temples, but that's about it, you know? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like it, it was difficult sometimes, like to feel as though you. Oh, I found this cave. Oh, out of nowhere, let me just go explore it. Oh, this chest gives you five arrows. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks. Exactly. Like, which was uh, again, it was a technical masterpiece. Let's put it that way, in the sense that it threw that um, genre of games, I guess, into the world. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> 
Um, You're definitely seeing that the, the influences of the game and games now. Like I can yeah. definitely like, playing Ghost of Tsushima. I definitely see the Breath of the Wild inspirations. Absolutely. Um, I just don't think like they put so much energy into the world building that they didn't really focus on the story as much. Like, yeah, it was. Oh, we gotta save. Uh, we gotta defeat Ganon and. What? That's, a Zelda game where they have to defeat Ganon? Yeah, but like at the same time, like you could have added more stuff to it. I didn't really like the four, uh, what was it? The four... Nah, Divine nah. Beast? Yeah, Divine Beast was cool. I got that they were like their version of, you know, the dungeons, or I guess you could probably say that. Yeah, the dungeons. But like, I wanted more out of it, and I didn't get that, which is fine, you know? I'll wait for Breath of the Wild 2 to disappoint me as well. Um, Andrew, I see you're making faces at me and at Austin. What do you think about Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I'm literally red in the face right now. It was just, <laughs> uh, I think if if we talk about games that are like referential games, like there's everyone references like this is the Grand Theft, like this is whatever Grand Theft Auto, and this was blah 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 Skyrim. I kind of think that this was the next step after Skyrim, like that it was such a cultural touchstone game that so many people loved and played that like, I don't know. I think it's one of the best games I've ever played. And personally, I get some people, I get why people say it's not like a Zelda. It's my favorite Zelda by quite a bit. Uh, I started like the first game I ever played was Zelda when I was like two or three. I'd watch my mom play it on the NES and then I would just take over and do the first dungeon because I was an idiot. That's all I could do uh, and do that ad nauseum. But it goes back to that. And I know everyone said this, but it goes back to the roots while also pushing forward, which I think is very exciting for the series. I get what some of you are saying. Like when you're out in the world, it feels empty only, but I think that's kind of what they were going for in a weird way. Yeah. Like there is a lot to find because that annoying pigging, like diddly, 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 there's always something to go find and explore. Uh, but yeah, fair enough. It's not Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of like how much is actively going around at all times. Uh, but I think they did a lot there with what they had. I think they transformed the series. Uh, even things, one of the, the things that people debate around a lot is the weapons and then they break. And I understand that's frustrating. I hated it at first, but it kind of works because you can't build a habit. You can't be like, this is my great weapon and it's there. You can find an awesome weapon, you're stoked but you kind of want to save it. You're like, oh, do I want to save that for a big boss? Or I want to save that for the moment where I stumble across something I can't defeat. And then you pull it out and it saves your day and it works. But it's it's a, it's a hard start because the game doesn't, it's friendly in that it puts you on the plateau, the great plateau and it's safe. But it's also like, once you get out in the world, it's like, you really got to survive because it brings in those survival game elements. Uh, without going too, too far, it's not Ark, it's not, you know, some of those games. Uh, yeah. But you can go and hunt and collect and gather uh, your enemies, you know, drop resources that you use and make. Uh, but it was a world where I wanted to explore every corner. It felt like I was living in a Ghibli film, and I put around 300 hours into it. And it like it was so powerful that I, I was uh, kind of friends with benefits or whatever, and I made her play it. And she's not a gamer, and she fell in love with it. It was frustrating to watch because she just wanted to hunt because she didn't know how games work. She's like, yeah. oh, there's a deer. I'll pack that down for 45 minutes. But even then, I was just so enthralled because she'd get these moments where you... it's a great game to watch someone who doesn't play games play because it has a lot of things we're used to. 
in a very kind of refined but simple form. Nothing it's doing is pushing the most extreme crafting or the most extreme combat uh, or anything like that. But I think it does what it does really well. And fair enough, not everyone loves it, but I think it's a really minimalist game. Like the music is really minimal. The worlds are really, they're not, in my opinion, not sparse, but I can see some of you think they are. But when there's life, it kind of like, it stands out. Like you find a deer and you can ride that deer. And those are like cool little moments that you discover and naturally stumble upon. Or uh, what was the little town you can build up over time? Uh, uh, there's a little village you can build Hick, up. In, like like Hick, Hickaroo Village or something like that? Or with an H, I think. I forget the name, but people will know what I'm talking about. But I, I know I love the game. Like when I when I go to sleep, I put on like lo-fi Breath of the Wild music and that, that game stuck with my heart. I don't know. Very good game. For me, it was more of like, uh, I think when I think of Zelda, I think, oh, it's a story. And it didn't. It had a story, but the story wasn't as hefty as I wanted it to be. There are things Fair. you can find in the world, like you can find. I think they're called memories, and you get a bit more of what happened between like Princess Zelda yeah. and in the past. But you have to actively seek those out. Like it's not presented to you beyond like one or two of them. Is like it's there. Um, so it does have story, but yeah, it's not. It's not Red Dead Redemption 2. I can't pretend it's that in terms of story, but I don't know. It worked for me. I think it, it's a kind of a, you, you make your own story sort of game. Okay. Who's next? Who wants to bring up their Switch exclusive? I guess I'll go. Um, my Switch exclusive is going to be... Uh, probably, you guys are probably going to hate me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's go Pikachu. Mm. And the only reason why it was Let's Go Pikachu was because uh, nostalgia reasons. Um, po- Pokemon Yellow was the first game I had ever like actually owned. And I played that shit for literally at least 800 hours to the point where I broke the game and I had to send it out to Nintendo and try to see if they can get it fixed. And they sent it back and it broke even more. So I had to buy a new copy. Um, Let's go Pikachu. While annoying at times, it was really great to feel like excitement for a new version of the game. Um, Yeah, it didn't really have the catching. Uh, You can catch Pokemon like I would say like battle uh, wild Pokemon, which sucked, but I still liked it. And yeah, I still liked it. It was really fun. Well, I don't do Pokemon, so I'm out of this one. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Eric. I don't do it. I mean, when I was growing up, I was like hating on Pokemon because I was a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Like, I was on Hell Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah. Oh, I was like, fuck Pokemon, bro. Like this is I'm Yu-Gi-Oh sorry, You're gonna have to leave. <laughs> All right. That's how I was going. Also, through, but now this I understand one, this one's for you, Nick Eden. At Digimon's least, great. Uh, fuck you too. All right, Digimon, <laughs> digital monsters. If Nick Eden wants to listen to this, I, I'll tell it straight to his face too. Digimon was just a ripoff of Pokemon. All right, fuck you, Digimon. <laughs> fuck them. All right. Agumon will whoop Charmander's ass any day of the week. That's just not true, you know? 
Digimon feels less genuine. Like it feels like it's there to market to children versus I mean, Pokemon literally was to market to children, right? <laughs> like, but the game came and then the anime and everything versus like, we're going to force an anime and then there's a bunch of games, a bunch of toys. I don't know. The order felt more genuine to me, but that's maybe I was too young and just swallowed the Pokemon pill too hard. But I was a Digimon kid too. Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit. I'm more embarrassed about the Yu-Gi-Oh. I think that's the cringiest of the three, to be honest. It really is. You I'm don't sorry. have the heart of the cards then. Come on, man. Uh, they're in a cookie tin in Saskatchewan. I'll go dig them up for you and mail them your way. Uh, but I yeah, didn't Pokemon. Cut you off earlier, Austin. By the way, and you, Andrew. I'm sorry for cutting everybody off. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's no, no that's realities. I was just dealing a, with it. I was just apologizing. That's all. I'm Canadian of you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll say Pokemon. Let's go. They're great. I got Eevee, not Pikachu, but same stuff basically, right? Um, it's a lot of fun, but. And I really enjoy it. It's a nostalgia trip, but I wonder if you weren't nostalgic, how strong it would really pick up unless you're a child. Yeah. I, agree. I think for a child, it's an amazing, like my first RPG, uh, which kind of Pokemon was for a lot of us. Uh, and if you're nostalgic, like our age, I think it's spot on. But if you were like 17 right now and it was your first Pokemon game, I don't think it's going to be the one that sells you on it. I'm sure some people, but. Uh, it's it's great fun, but it's the the battle the 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 catching system in Let's Go is that the one where they did the yeah the, you had to throw it yeah that was the weakest part because you had to physically throw it, which is cool as an option but I would have preferred more of the traditional I'm glad they tried something new but I think it's a little weak yeah. on that front the game overall is really good yeah okay uh, who wants to go next with their exclusive. I can go. I mean, I'm going to say Super Mario Odyssey for me. I uh, really love Mario. As I mean, I was more connected with Mario than I was Zelda. So for me, Mario growing up has always been one of my favorites go to with Nintendo. Like, I wouldn't say it's my favorite out of the series, though. I feel like there's more. I feel like there's better Mario games than Odyssey. But Odyssey really, it uh, it captured me, man. I really liked Odyssey. I really liked the worlds, like the different little worlds you went to, you know. I know it's it's more of a collectathon, and I mean, I didn't really care for collecting every single, you know, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I feel like the platform was there as always. I feel like it was fun, fluid. Um, there's a few levels that was really like fun and like, oh man, this is like really cool and innovative. How they did this few levels that I really enjoyed. They took it there, and it was fun. I feel like the ending of the game was really strong too. I really liked the ending and how it all kind of wrapped up. And you know, and, and I just want to. Uh, Shout that out because uh, for me, I really put, I would say, a good 70, 80 hours into Mario Odyssey and I really enjoyed it. But I'm not the type of guy to collect every single, you know, it's like, uh, it's just a little bit too much for me, but I really enjoyed my time with it. So that was my game. Okay. I think it's fantastic. The music in that game alone, like Jump Up Superstar is one of the best video game songs I've heard in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. That sticks in your head forever. You just want to, you yeah. know, be on that that Broadway that doesn't exist. Uh, but yeah, they took that series and they really found a way to bring it back to that N sixty four era, sorry, Mario sixty four, where you've got a bunch of very varied worlds, which was different than what they were doing on Wii U and things like that. And Galaxy was great, but it was such a departure where it's just like in space and everything's around these sort of orb like planets. With Odyssey, you kind of you get put in these spaces and there's so much to find and you really feel like every two minutes you're finding a secret. And you know millions of people have found it, but you feel like I'm the one who found that. That's 
that's a cool little thing I found and I can tell my friends about. If you climb to this thing and do this, you'll get it or whatever. Uh, and they play on nostalgia in appropriate ways where there's little moments where you're like, oh, we're doing a little 2D side scroller, but they don't overdo it. And then there's also like twists, like spoiler to the end of Mario Odyssey, everyone. But like when you take control of Bowser, yes, like, that's a that's a for Mario, which is a series that's not story based. That's one of the strongest sort of twists you can put into that story, and it works, and it was fun, and it was yeah, it was short, and it needed to be short. That wouldn't stick for a whole game, but for five minutes, you're like, yeah, I'm tearing through everything. Ah, oh, that game was a uh, perfect. Perfecto, I think, as Mario would say, but with a way more better accent. And probably a sombrero now. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I completely agree with what you just said. It was pretty good. I really liked it a lot. It took some time for me to uh, get used to, because uh, I didn't play uh, Galaxy. So um, when I think of Mario, I think of, oh, World 1 of 1. So it took some time for me to get used to like the worlds, which mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, like it is what it is. I like that they were, were thinking out of the box. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I like the uh, new hat thing that they did, which is pretty cool trying to take over characters. That was genius. So small, yeah. but it's so powerful. That's, yep. that's a genius game design move. I was actually worried when I saw that. I was like, oh, what are they, why are they adding this? What is this going to be when I was seeing it from that trailer? I'm like, this is going to be like a gimmick type thing. Like, what is going on? But when I was playing, I was like, oh, this is really innovative. Like, I, I'm digging this. Like, it's a cool yeah. way to add like, a spin on Mario because it's not like the same, you know. I feel like that was a cool mechanic to add. Yeah. But that's what Nintendo does best. They take a gimmick and they flush it out, right? Like, gimmick we think is a bad term, but it's really not. It's just something unique or novel. And they mm -hmm. take that and they stretch it out in as many ways as possible. And that's they make that small pizza a large pizza, to use Italian terms, because it's Mario, right? <laughs> like, they find yeah. a way to make it work. And so that's what I think people who don't love Nintendo or didn't grow up with it, like, don't understand about them. They'll take a small little nugget of an idea and turn that into a whole game and be fresh the whole time. Yeah. Um, let's get to the next game, because I know... Uh, uh, Andrew has to go in an hour. Um, so I like Mario. You like Mario? <laughs> Did you know, Eric? What was no, your let, him, let him have his piece. Like talk. Oh about yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, uh, just I. I didn't grow up with a Nintendo, so but like obviously Mario is one of those where it just transcends everything. So I thought Mario so it was neat. I beat Bowser. I did it. My friend keeps harping on like I got to go collect all the nine hundred moons. So I'm like, <laughs> no, no, thank you. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a great game. Um, that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't collect them either, but I think by having so many, it has some that are super simple for kids and stuff, but some that are so technically demanding that you really need to be, like, top-level play, and it kind of it allows for both types of players, which I think is pretty strong as well for their design. Okay. Um, Eric, did you... Say yeah, you definitely did say your uh, pick for Nintendo, right? Yeah, I did Breath of the Wild. Yes. Uh yeah, it's Andrew. It's your turn. Okay. Uh, so there was two that jumped out really strong. Uh, okay. And I can kind of make it work. So like, I am villager incarnate from Animal Crossing. Like, I keep a little like Tom Nook and a little like villager thing by me at all times. So there's two options I can go here, but I have to. They're both top notch. I have to say Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Holy crap. Fuck yeah. What a game. Yeah. Like, they pack so much. It's 
basically literally virtually any yeah. other thing you can put on every other Smash Bros. game, all packed into one. Any character you could want, plus all the DLC and expanded characters. The music library alone is probably worth the price of admission. Yeah. Although I don't know anyone who's actually doing what they did in the trailer. Like, yeah, put it in your pocket and use it like an iPod. Like, no, no one's doing that. But I for a couple days. you are a bold man. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like the good. game is so fun. It offers so much. Like, I think one thing I did miss from it is a subspace emissary style story mode. But for a game so large, I have to give them, they tried to do something with that whatever story mode they had where they had the board and the different challenges. Um, and I get they didn't want to build it because it was a, it's a huge game. It's a huge, people who don't play fighting games, like, like what is this, a few characters? Like, no, it's, it, it's a huge game. And so they didn't do a full campaign, but they made a campaign work with what they had. Like that's whenever you hear about, you know, using limited tool sets to create something, I think they did that super well. Was the single player perfect? No, but that's an endless game. And there's so much there. Yeah, um, I have to completely agree with you. Um, I honestly completely forgot about Super Smash Brothers when I was thinking of my uh, favorite exclusive or best exclusive. Um, just because, like, I play it almost every weekend, well, before Corona, almost every weekend with my friends, and we just sit on the couch and fucking play this game to our heart's content. And um, it's just such a fun game i love that they put in every character they could possibly have um i like that they're still including characters to this day uh that really shows me how um they love this franchise and, and they bring they, in huge out of the blue like banjo like what that was yeah, huge i'm expecting banjo um it's just i I think Nintendo is smart to put, like, yeah, do whatever you got to do. Just, this is your game. You know, you want to add um, freaking Banjo-Kazooie, go right ahead. You want to add... Um, Pillsbury Doughboy, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, we'll back you, whatever you want to do. Just, like, please continue adding content to this game. And I love it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say for that. Yeah, I say too. Like for me, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is a phenomenal game. Like I play it just as much as you, like you say, on the weekends with my friends. I feel like that's where the game's best at. Those when you're playing with other people. Sometimes for me, like I can't play it by myself. I know the story's there, but the story just wasn't doing it for me. I feel like they could have made the story a bit better for like single player people. But Smash Bros. is really just like with your friends online. You know, like just having fun, having a blast. Like I, I go to college and we have like just little like area where we all just, just go play smash like all day when we like on lunch break it's always smash time college is just, about smashing yeah duh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you can take that either way you want you know and Different uh it's, <laughs> it's so fun i like i said um piggyback on what you said well, they really love this franchise like they care so much about Super Smash. It is so you can just tell the thought and every single detail, the all the music they added, like all the music like from the call, like the past previous, like all the characters are back. Like even the levels is like, oh my god! Like they really just dove straight deep. Like we went head first. Like we're making this like the biggest. Like I don't even think they need to make another like Super Smash Brothers game. Like they can just keep adding on to this one. It would be perfect, honestly. So yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up, Eric. Yeah. It's a fun game. 
<laughs> pretty much what I got. Like, I mean, I, I like I said, I didn't grow up with the Nintendo, so I wasn't like I didn't have like I played Smash at friends' house and stuff, but it never was one where like freak out like, oh my god, Donkey Kong's new move set is crazy. Like, but I just I I have the game because it's just it's Super Smash Bros. Because it's another one of those that just it transcends just video games like everyone pretty much knows about super smash bros and it, it's an event yeah. so like play, playing it is fun i love that they added joker and persona stuff that's probably my favorite thing they did but uh it's just it's one of those it's just a fun game to play that's all i can say about it one last little note on it i think on a design level like the fact that some people have tried to copy it and have failed shows how good smash is as a series as a whole because there was playstation all-stars there was all these like cartoon network fight yeah garbage. And yeah. none of them hold up, and this one keeps. They knock it out of the park every time. Yeah, PlayStation All Stars. Hell yeah! I'm a fan. I'm a fan, <laughs> but it had some big issues. It's for you, I, Emmett. PlayStation All Stars, the best. I think uh, the good thing about Nintendo is that they have those characters. That yes, uh, Mario is probably Nintendo's greatest icon, but like they also have Pikachu. They also have. Donkey Kong, they also have Link, they also have Zelda, they also have Ice Climbers, which is supposed oh. yeah, they also have the visual jerk. Trust me, I hate Ice Climbers as much as anybody probably else does. Um, <laughs> they they have that roster of characters, which is like, they stand out and like, yeah, they were able to make a game out of those roster of characters. I don't think anybody else has those roster of characters that you could probably make a game out of. We've seen with PlayStation Battlestars. Um, yeah, yeah, we've seen with PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the original it, Battle Royale. It, it yeah, exactly. Um, it didn't work just because I don't I didn't really get a chance to play it, but I don't think it worked because Sony doesn't have that line of characters that Nintendo has. And you can you say mean, that yes, they do have the line of characters. Yes, uh, well I completely agree. I just don't think that in a fighting game it works. You don't care about Starhawk Fighter? What? I don't even know what Starhawk Fighter is. I, I can't I think his name's Emmett and I can't remember and that's kind of the problem. <laughs> Okay. All right. And they're characters that were original were things like Big Daddy. I'm like, is that's not even like a Sony character? Yeah, exactly. Which Nintendo does too, but they also built in 70 other characters who are Nintendo characters. Correct. Exactly. They started yeah. off with straightening Nintendo characters, which is fun. Um, honorable mentions. Who wants to start? I'll just quickly say Animal Crossing is for, not for everyone, but if it's for you, Holy crap, that game is perfection for what it is, and it's not for everyone. Yeah. If you're in that kind of like sim, chill out game, 10, 15 minutes a day, can become two hours a day, it's perfect. I was playing Animal Crossing up until I spent like, I want to say at least uh, a million in-game currency and bought some stocks and wasn't able to, I guess there was, uh, oh, the server went down. And all my stocks went rotten, and I just I, I stopped playing it because I got so frustrated. Bad stonks. Yeah. Bad stonks. Um, I, I it's not a Nintendo exclusive, but uh, it's where I played the game. Uh, definitely Celeste. Celeste is really good. 
Like I know it's on other platforms, but I I bought it for my Switch, and that game's fantastic. And I wish more people played that game. It feels Nintendo too. Like the whole spirit of that game feels like it could be something they made. Yeah, it's really good. It's really hard. It's really hard, but it's it's really good. Wasn't only on Nintendo for a good while though? I thought it was. I think it was the only console you could get it on. It was only on like PC and Switch, and then they added it to everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I played less on Switch too. It's awesome game. I want to, uh, my auto mentor be Super Mario Party just because I love Mario Party a lot. Mario Party, like, I go to my friend's house. Well, not anymore because, you know, Corona, but we go there, play Mario Party with his mom. His mom loves it. His, his sister loves it. We go over there. Yeah. And we get really, it, Mario Party <laughs> gets really intense and people get angry. A lot of people get angry. Because the game cheats you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could say it does. I mean, but. <laughs> Roll, it's the roll of the dice, man. It's like it's just the it, you just don't know what you're gonna get every time you play. Like you like, and it's I love Mario Party. It's fun. I mean, that's not the best Mario Party, of course. I mean, I love uh, was it Super Mario Party Four? I think that was, was on Nintendo sixty four. I think that was my favorite one. But the 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 new one is really good too. Like I just love Mario Party. It's just a good couch a co op. Just everybody's having fun. Well, not always having fun, but it's just like. You just get so into it, man. Like people just get so angry and so frustrated, and like, oh my god, like why don't you take that star away from me? Like, I can't believe you did that. It's it's just it's just a fun game, and I just want to give it a shout out. So, there you go. Really great game. Uh, my honorable mention is not really a console exclusive, but I'm gonna have to go with Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I Andy that Cortez game. likes that game. Yeah, it was really really good. Like it was a really great game. And that's all I'll say. If you haven't played it, go play it. I haven't, but you can say Switch is sort of the perfect... Like, it's the Vita replacement. Like, if you just want a quick, easy indie game player, you can lie in bed, you can put it on your TV. Yep. It's kind of... So even though I haven't played Katana Zero, that sums up, like, Celeste and Katana Zero are the games that feel perfect for Switch. Yes, and that absolutely is. I completely agree with that statement. Um, Mario Kart okay. 8, we love you. Yes, we do. Yeah. Just Mario remake. Kart. It's just an HD version of an HD game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't say anything about it. But I have it on my Wii U. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> All three of us who bought those. Okay. Let's go with Xbox. And I'll start it off. Um, I think the only console exclusive game I played for Xbox this generation, Halo Master Chief Collection, which is kind of a cheat, but like you gave me all the Halos. So I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that really all needs to be said. You just have all Halo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. You got nothing else to say. Like it's one of those series. Hear the theme song. Like there's a few that kind of get you. Like Zelda. I think Smash Bros. And I think Halo is sort of in that. You just hear that. Doo, doo, doo. You're like, oh shit, we're going, boys. Yep. We're get those fucking needlers out. Let's go wild. <laughs> Needler, best gun in the game. Some might say. Some might say. Yeah. Clearly, so. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, they had issues when that game launched, like mm-hmm. severe issues. But on the multiplayer end, yeah, they've been able to turn that around really good. Like, I got it on my PC, and it's great to play Halo on mouse and keyboard. I mean, that's yeah, yeah uh, it's Halo. That's <laughs> all. It's, like, it's like Mario and Zelda. Like, we we know what it is. It's great. Yeah. Solid campaigns, though. Great multiplayer. Like, yeah, there's questionable decisions in the later ones, but, like, you've got great story modes and then great multiplayer, too. So for what it's doing, FPS, it's top of the class. Like, 
What's y'all's favorite Halo though in the whole series? I'm about to drop a hot take on y'all. Really hot take. Here we go. The bungee Five in my mouth. Camp- uh, the bungee campaigns are not good at mm. all. The, all the, the first good Halo campaign was uh, let's see, four for me. Okay. Like I really liked it. Cortana starts going crazy. Like it, I really like that. Whereas, because like the first three games was pretty much it all followed the same beat. It was like, all right, you go to Halo or you go to this weird new place. You fight the Covenant. Covenant starts doing weird stuff. Oh my God! Here comes the flood. Ah, it's the flood, everybody. You remember those? Hey, stop the flood. All right, Covenant's doing their bomb thing or whatever. Okay, all right, game over. Da, 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 da. And then that's it. I felt as though, like, they started doing really good with Reach. Like, Reach was, like, a really good can I really liked that campaign. But the first one I truly was like, oh, man, this is really good. I enjoyed this a lot. Was for. And I know not a lot of people like what 343 did, has done so far, but I, I really like what they've done with campaigns. Five so, is not that great, though. I thought about it while you were talking, and yes, I'm going to have to agree with you. Four is probably my favorite campaign. But I don't like that they just... I guess the, the, the group of enemies that they introduce have just were just one and done, you know? Like, I think they popped up in five, but it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, um, I try, I'm trying to think of one through three's um, campaigns, and it's like all mushed together. I don't really remember them. Some of the best multiplayer you'll ever play. Like absolutely. The, those games are fantastic for its multiplayer, but like the campaign, the Halo one through three campaigns, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. And Halo 3 was a moment. Like, that was the biggest game ever, I think, at the time when it came out in terms of like launch weekend or something. Like, that was a, a cultural oh, touchstone for sure. moment for gaming. So, yes, we're talking about Master Chief Collection, but that includes that. So, for me, that's my, my go to Halo. Yeah. I can't wait for Infinite. <laughs> I think it looks good, not graphics wise or whatever. I have no issues with the graphics, but I think the game looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it it looks like it could be fun. Uh, my worry is that uh, I said this last uh, episode, but my worry is that it's you know, do too much with the open world stuff that it's not enough. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. if you put so much into the open world, like with Zelda, you put too much in the open world and there's not enough stuff for you to do. It could kind of go sideways. Gotta get our hands mm-hmm. on it to find out. Like it's. Yeah. A- Year right now, right? I'm excited. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's pretty soon, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what happens in Infinite. Yeah. Um, next person, which I think is me, probably. Not good. You, you oh, no, I just went. Machine? Yeah, I just went. <laughs> Sorry. Do it again. Uh, Let's do it. That's all Halo's got, right? That's the joke. That's all they've got <laughs> on Microsoft. I'll go then. Uh, uh, no, I won't. You can go kill go. No, no, I was. You started. That's my bad. Okay. Yeah, it's just Zoom life right now, right? Everyone's cutting right. everyone off. Anyways, uh, so this is going to be a one that I think out of a lot of gamers will be annoyed by, but I think I could argue it hopefully well. Oh, my and God. I, don't I, annoy the gamers. <laughs> well, because there's, there's hardcore gamers, in quotes, that have a very particular taste, and I don't think that always accounts for a lot of actually who gamers are. 
Uh, so I'm going to say the Forza Horizon 3 or 4, I can't pick. They're basically interchangeable at some point. But those games, I'm not a racing guy, are some of the most fun open world games I've ever played. And they're so versatile that you can just like, it doesn't sound like much, but changing from like a jokey vehicle, like a Volkswagen, like hippie van to like a high-end sports car and you're ripping around and you do the, like, has anyone played these other than me, the Forza games? Yeah, I played them. They're great. They're fantastic. Yeah, so I'm not a racing guy, but like you've got so much of the world to explore. You've got these barn finds, which you'll understand. Like you go out and you find these secret spots on your map and they like unlock brand new like supercars that you wouldn't get access to. Uh, the drive guitar system is really interesting because basically say I'm playing with you guys, it will remember like how you race. And even if I'm not playing with you, you will appear in my world. And if I want to race you, I can race an AI that plays like you do. So if you're really aggressive, it will be really aggressive. It'll be really calm. It will be, and that's just out there in the open world to find. There's a great photography system in the game. Like it's one of the best, uh, like photo systems in a game. Multiplayer and single player are super integrated. And the set pieces, like when you talked about Spider Man earlier, you talked about set pieces. The Forza games will put you in like you're going to race fighter jets, and you just have to like figure it out. And they have the, they set it up perfectly so you get like around this corner and the planes will like swoop right over top of you and they'll have like music blasting and they have like 10 or so of these each game. And then when they go to DLC, they go crazy. Like they did a hot wheels DLC where it's like, imagine the craziest tracks you designed as a kid. Now you can drive them with like a Ferrari or a Porsche or that Volkswagen shitty van, whatever you want. It's doable. So I'm not a racing guy, but I, I will go to, I will die on that hill. The Forza games are amazing. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, pre- I definitely prefer the Horizon games because I don't like the motorsport ones. The mm-hmm. ones that get like, hey, if you just change your right axle by 0. 0.2 degrees, you're going to get faster in turns. I don't like stuff like that. I did enjoy the, hey, here's a dune buggy. Go ride it on the beach. All right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Horizon games are great. And they're adjustable, too. Yeah, if you're not a racing head, like you can make it as technical or as like arcadey as you want. Like You can have a guide that shows you when to break, when to stop, and do everything. Or you can have, like, no, I want this to be, like, sim and as complex as possible. You can do both. I cut someone off. I'll shut up. I was just going to say, like, you actually kind of sell me a little bit on this. Because, like, I was not a racing guy at all. So, I was like, I just didn't really care for any racing game. Like, I see racing, like, ah, I'm not even going to pay attention to it. But the way you're talking, I was like, oh, the Hot Wheels thing. Like, the dune buggy on the beach. And, like, then like oh, this is actually kind of sound pretty fun. I might actually want to dive into it. Because, like I said, like. I haven't played any. Only like racing game I ever played was like you know Need for Speed. I played that. I like Midnight Club. Midnight Club was fun. Um, and NASCAR games. <laughs> Those games just like whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of sell me a little bit on it. I want to. If you have Game Pass, game pass? Yeah. just try it. Yeah, I have Game Pass. I try it's it the best pass. podcast game ever. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I really hope that the Fable remake. It's just Fable with cars, playground, <laughs> just ripping around in a Ferrari and smashing orcs. <laughs> Those orcs would also be cars. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what an orc. Shrek would be. crossover with cars. Let's make it happen, boys. What did you do in the mouse swamp? Okay, uh, who's next? I can go next. Okay. Sunset Overdrive is uh, gonna be mine. Dude, I love that game, man. That game is so, so fun. Like, I, I feel like it's so, like, a lot of people just don't give it, like, its due diligence for some reason. Like, I feel like that game was really good. And uh, I feel like 
the sales was not there. It did not sell enough, so we probably never see another one. Uh, but for me, it's like a gem on Xbox One. Like you cannot really play it anywhere else but Xbox One. Like it's still there. It's still on there. It's not on PlayStation yet, and it's been what six years now since it came out. I think it came out in like 2014. I don't think it's one of the first Xbox One games that came out. So that game is so like I like chaotic in a way where like the grinding and all it was like so smooth like the traversal is awesome in the game i feel like another game that's super funny i feel like insomniac is really good at making comedy like so good like they're really good with the with comedy in games so uh that game was super funny i love the characters just, i love how wacky it was you just like just doing your thing and it, the music was fun too it kind of remind me like tony hawkaloo in a way like how like kind of like you know, like how fun it was, you know, traversal and all that, and the music was just so good to go with it. And I just, yeah, I just want to shout out Sunset Overdrive because I feel like that's a really good game and legit on Xbox One that a lot of people kind of look over in a way. Yeah, oh. it was a great game. It was like the build up, and when I played that game, it was like, oh yeah, they could totally do Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the traversal in that game was really good. I fin, I it got a little tiresome for me after a while. I think I finished like two thirds of it. I mm-hmm. thought like the punk rock aesthetic was really fun, but it got a little old after a while. But it, it's definitely a great game. Like, you should definitely check it out if you haven't played it. Yeah, it's fun. I'll check it out this weekend. Well, next weekend. You got a lot uh, of games to play, Ruben. Yeah, man. I really do. <laughs> and I would think that, oh, I have a crap ton of games. Uh, let me move the camera to show you guys. It's a sh- not that big, but it's a shit ton of games for me to uh, play. It's not about yeah. size, it's about how you use them, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have not a lot of time. Um, I'm still working, so a you know eight hours at work, and then I come home, then I'm exhausted, and then I go to sleep, and then I have the weekend do stuff with the girlfriend, do stuff with the family. It's a whole bunch of stuff. They're bragging, really okay. It's not. It's not bragging. Trust me. I've got a family. I've got a girlfriend. I have a job. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it's the, dream. the dream. No, it's not the dream at all. You're not a gamer. <laughs> Screw you guys. My wife plays games, and it's fantastic. Listen, that's fiction. That doesn't know anime twist. Uh. All right, so I guess it's my turn now. So I got two choices here, but I'm pretty sure if I don't talk about one now, it's going to get talked again. Ori in the Blind Forest is yes. so good. I have not played Will of the Wisps yet. It's downloaded on my PC, ready to go. But what an, a lovely gem that game is. Great right, game. I, it's, it's so good. Just the old school Metrovania, but just so freaking pretty. Yep. I, it's actually pretty hard too though I yeah, say. It's, it's hard it's not just like hey it's some cutesy art style and everything like no this will this will run you into the ground it's yes. difficult <laughs> I love when those pla- like that and Celeste kind of prove that like all the game design additions we get with all these crazy like crafting systems and RPG systems and everything we build in like I worked on Shadow War like Nemesis and you can still go back to a 2D platformer and it can still blow your mind and still be one of the best things you played like it's just pure Fantastic. game design. A lot of fun those games, and I'm glad that they're on Switch. I wish they also, you know, would come to PlayStation so more people can play them. But that mm-hmm. probably won't happen. But it's a great game. I'll never say never. Cuphead was able to. Yeah. Cuphead, yeah. Let's talk about Cuphead. We yeah. should. 
we really should. Well, yeah, was, that, that was going to be my honorable mention. Good. It's such a really great game. Just I remember E3 2014 when they have, I think, was it 2014 where they initially showed it in like the indie showcase? Yeah, it was just a I little so. snippet in a larger montage. Like, oh, you guys won't care about this. Just whatever. Yeah, I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, what was that? What was that right there? <laughs> that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I'm really glad that it took off the way it did. And I love that everybody has a chance to play it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for as much as I hate it, I love it. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it so I got I had to put it down and pick it back up on like a thousand times because it's so yeah. it's frustrating. Yep. Very and for me. It, yeah. It's it's one of those games that like for me uh when Crash came back on um this current uh gen I was playing all the way through them. I broke a PS4 controller that I got <laughs> so angry at this fucking game. And I think if the Joy-Cons weren't so expensive, I also probably would have broken a couple of those. Um <laughs> but like I I just learned my lesson with Crash. Yeah. This is a really great game. I need to be it's, careful with it because I know some people who worked on it because it's a weird game where it's like made in two or three different spaces. Like it was all made remotely, sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it, like, you can't, I think, underplay how significant it was to take a retro style, like rubber hose animation, like old school 1930s animation, and do yeah. that by hand. That is a brutal and painstaking product of love that, like, no one picks up or you pick up and you quit two weeks in because you realize like, oh my God, we bit off way more than they can chew. And these two brothers, plus a few other friends and other people in the community, like who weren't game designers made a 10 out of 10 sort of level game, you know, questionable, you know, nine, 10 level game. And they weren't game designers. They were, you know, one was working construction and one was, they just had a passion and a love for old games and old animation and they brought it together. And the musical, oh my God, Cuphead is a, Masterclass, one of the classics, I think, of this generation. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the bosses in Cuphead because they're bosses. As like, I don't give, they are difficult, like, and like, but they're like the design of them, like how like the whole level is kind of based around a certain boss, and like, man, like the more and more, I, I had to like look up videos later on because I could not beat the game. I just like, I, I can't beat it. So I just yeah. like, I, I looked on YouTube and saw like the later like bosses and their bosses like really like looked incredible like how everything was set up although it's hard but it was really great to look at like it's so fun it's doable i think the final boss is the dragon as he mentioned is a uh a stopping point for a lot and the final boss with the roulette is just Mm -hmm. stupid hard but you talk about the dragon go go on that that's needs talking about oh that's all that's all i have to say fuck the dragon (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we went back to that i don't think i even made it to the dragon that's how hard it was for me so I think I stopped at the dragon before I got too upset at it. Pro tip, I use the, I don't remember the name, but the one that like locks onto your enemies. So you just basically hold down the trigger and dodge. It it does less damage, but if you can just survive, it's your yeah. way through the game. <laughs> okay. I'll try that out. But you have to last um, longer, which is half the challenge. Yeah. Um. Any other Honorable mentions. I don't think uh, Andrew. Rare replay. Rare replay. Again, not uh, you can't make you can't make this your best of the generation because it's not a game; it's a collection. Yeah. 
but that's yeah. how collection should be done. It doesn't include everything under the rare library because we all know the legal situation of like being a Nintendo mm -hmm. second party and then sort of moving over to Microsoft. But they went and dug deep to like some real crap old games, which were impressive for the time, but like no one wants to go back and play, let's be honest, some of those really old ones. But they gave them the mm -hmm. same level of love and attention as they did for like Perfect Dark. And the fact that uh. one purchase for $30 when it came out got you 30 great games of, well, mostly great games. Uh, and then the full like documentaries on how they're made and like the production quality was amazing. Rare hasn't output much. They did obviously, they did. Um, Sea of Thieves and a few little other things, but like that, that I think Rare Replay is. If you're into video game history, it's a must own. Yeah, sure. Bye. Bye. My laptop's going dead. Oh, uh, okay. Mine just shut off halfway through, so I don't know. <laughs> um, any other honorable mentions? I think we should talk about. You know, that new Splinter Cell game that came out. No, Nick's not here. What? Don't suck. <laughs> oh, oh, th oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I really... Um, one that I actually particularly enjoyed, even though a lot of people didn't really like it, was the launch game Rise, Son of Rome. Hmm. I really dug that game. Uh, I really dug that game. Uh, I mean, it was one of those games, definitely, that was made like, hey, use your Kinect to tell your soldiers to go do stuff. The future of gaming. Uh, but no, nah, it was fun. It was very much a linear hit-a-button quick-time event ordeal, but uh, it was it was neat. It was one of the prettiest games I'd played for the longest time, but uh, yeah, shout-out to it. It was cool. I think it's the Xbox One's... Um... What's that game where you like play? Uh, it's like a Steam with in London, and I'm blanking on it, and it's not getting a sequel. Uh, order six, 18, or yeah, order eighteen eighty six. Order eighteen eighty six. Where like if you had a sequel, there's so much potential there, but they didn't get that sequel. Yeah. Sucks. Well, yeah. Order eighteen eighty six is a good game. Yeah, it's is an okay game. game. I've heard. Yeah, Great I've heard the okay opposite. Game. Yeah, it's it's. it's I give it a six. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. But um, both of that has like it, the potentials there. You know what I mean? If you just had like that second chance, you really think they could push it. I want to go back to like where we played just for one second because yeah. I I love Conquerors Bad Friday. Like that's one of my favorite games of all time. Like I'm just going I'm just going to let y'all know that that game for me when as a kid, just I love that game. So playing it again on Xbox One finally, I was like, oh my god, like this is what I always wanted because that game for me was just so. I don't know, man. Like, even the multiplayer was good when we was like Cal Co op. When we was like, we could play as teddy bears and like squirrels and this, it's like this Murray turtle machetes. And it's like, it's just a fun, like, uh, very, it's, it's very dark humor too. Like, it's very, like, super. It's like one of like the, I think it was my first mature game I ever played, honestly. Yeah. It was so, like, there's one point, there's a flower girl, and you just bounce on her boobs. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is this game? And I just, I just fell in love with it. And then, look, yeah, there it is. Oh, My sealed copy of Conquer's Bad Fur Day. And I just want to say, like, they need to bring Conquer back in some fashion. Like, I don't know why there he's why he's I, hidden. They did I, I use him <laughs> for the Project Spark stuff, but they didn't. Yeah, really... and then for X Class or whatever it was too, they used him a little bit there, didn't they? Or like something like one of their glasses, but they. I want a new Conquer game too. Holy crap. That could be so good. 
Get Rick and Morty guys on it. Get um, Watch oh, Tendo or whatever. Eric, go ahead. I think like Duke Nukem just this is just me personally. They just that and Conquer just needs to be forgotten. Just mm. put put that in the past. Sir, move forward from that. Get the fuck off of this podcast, all right? Did you just compare Duke Nukem with Conquer, man? Like, I don't know. I, so I, they're both I just, trashy. I get where he's coming from. Like Conquer is not a, a classy game. You jump on a sunflower's tit. So we were just talking about that. And, but yeah. I <laughs> it's Oh. I think it's you can convert it into the Rick and Morty style humor. You know what I mean? Like kind of like yeah. self-deprecating instead of offensive, which is a lot of comedy mm-hmm. went from like, oh, let's make fun of race and gender. Now we're making fun of ourselves because it's the only thing you can. I think they could yep. make that change and make it work. But yeah, Duke Nukem, I think is stuck in misogyny. Yeah. You fate, like a boss fight and conquer is you fighting a big pile of shit and you have to kill it with toilet paper. <laughs> As he sings opera at you. It's such yeah, it sings opera at you. Eric, you don't I know what you're talking about. Most memorable gaming moments ever is that. So. I am the great, great mighty poo. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my shit, shit at, at you. you. <laughs> Anyways, we're going on a tangent right now. but Yeah, that's alright. Bring back um, Conker. Yeah, man. yes. I was really kind of hoping for them to say we're also working on Conquer's Bet for a day, but of course not. Um, anybody else have any on the honorable mentions? Game Pass. It's not I a game, wanna, but holy crap! Yeah, yeah. I want to shout out the Gears franchise. Uh, there's a lot of good Gears games that kind of get overlooked, but I like Gears. I'm playing those for the first time right now, and they're not dude bro. Like they look like the biggest dude bro things ever, and they are, but they've like they're really good. They hold up yeah, and they yeah. should. Um yeah, I I completely agree. I started off with three like an idiot and worked my way back with one and two. And I really liked them. I have yet to play uh did four come out for the Xbox three sixty or the Xbox One? I think one. I one. Think. Yeah, yeah. he was near the start of the gen, and then five. Yeah, out. yeah. I I didn't play uh, Gears Four, even though I still have it on my Xbox downloaded. But as I've said, I haven't down I haven't turned on that Xbox in a while. But I've recently turned it back on. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, five. I think people have told me that they fell off the map with the story. Like they don't really know where they're going with it. Um. So, yeah, that's all I got. I got one more uh, honorable mention. Okay. Knack 2, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Let's go! Knack attack! Oh, God. Eric, you are no longer welcome on this podcast, all right? (laughs) If we're talking about those kind of games, I do need to bring up Bubsy 3D. Bubsy goes to the uh, James Terrell retrospective as well. Yeah, it's like real, you were talking look about. Look it up. Look it up. It's a fucking trip. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It's free and it's weird. Oh, it's free. You got me with free. Yeah, it's just a oh, free sorry. Unity art game that's just like the weirdest crap you've ever played. Okay. I'll check it out. It's not All right, good, guys. But it's I think great. that. <laughs> well, either way, it's free. I might as well check it out. Um, I think that about covers 
everything we've tried to cover for this episode. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Andrew, Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. Um, next week, uh, we are going to discuss the next generation PS5 versus Xbox Series X versus a possible Switch Pro. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Andrew will be joining me again uh, next episode, so we'll see him again pretty soon. Um, thank you, Austin, for coming on down or coming yeah, I appreciate on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, Eric, you are no longer welcome on this podcast, so you can get the fuck out. All right. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I think Eric is actually coming back uh, for, we're going to discuss Avengers pretty soon when that. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, when the beta comes on. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I will see you next time I see you. Have a good yeah. day. Have a good thank day. You. Bye. I'm going to go play Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.